What's up fam, Father Raj here with a quick programming note before our episode begins today. It was our intention to release this episode at the beginning of Lent so that we might all reflect well on Lenten hunger for the season. But alas, it's been a crazy time for the entire Famished and Fed team, and so we're only releasing this episode now. And although we're at the end of the Lenten season, we still thought that here, as we enter Passion Tide, these last two weeks of Lent, it would be fruitful to still reflect on these things, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And maybe uh, your Lent hasn't been that great, but it's an opportunity now to uh, dig deep uh, on our relationship with our Lord. So enjoy the episode, and uh, let's all journey well all the way to Easter. Allelu? Nah. Lent is upon us, fam. And as we journey together through the desert in this sacrificial season, we're joined by our friend, Venus Decoy, of the Nerdy Epistles podcast. We talk about why providing food to our communities is an important ministry in our church, share experiences serving those living in poverty, and reflect on how fasting can help us connect to the Lord, but also to those suffering from hunger. This is Famished. And fasting. Only world really has a hunger for God. Our Western world is suffering from the hunger of spirit. Make Jesus always part of your hunger. What's up, CC? Did I do it okay? Was it good? Yeah. Great, you do great. Every nervous. time you host, you're doing great. Oh well, thank uh, but, you. But, uh, what, 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 what is this? What are we? Who are we? <laughs> this is famished and fed a food and faith podcast where we talk about food and faith. <laughs> nice. Is that what it is? <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed you the intro. You have to spiel down. I need to write it down. I, I'm I just so make it smart. up every time. I know, but you but literally no, say great. the same thing every single time. I try. I try. Oh, my goodness. Well, Ale, just kidding. We are in Lent. Are you excited? <laughs> I got that. I just got You wow. just got it? Uh, I, I was, was like, Ale, say... what? Um, Ale you were waiting? Charts? Ale... <laughs> A, no, I just wasn't sure what you were doing. Ale but, uh, Luna. <laughs> nah. Ale Luna. Okay. I'm going to start saying that. I get it. That's good. It. It's good, right? We are in Lent. I can't believe it. I feel like I've been living in Lent for three years, but I mean, you know, it's all good, right? It's all, all good. Right. Here we are. You excited for this episode? Uh, I am. Uh, we get to our first Lenten episode of uh, the season, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some uh, fun stuff. Yeah. So the topic stuff. today. Challenging stuff? I would say, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it would be fun. <laughs> I don't know if fun is the word I would use for today's topic, but we thought for Lent we'd focus on the pillars. And so, okay, what were the pillars? Remember, I forgot the pillars. What were they? They're um, the prayer. Okay. Right. Prayer. Is that right? Prayer. Yes. Correct. Fasting. 
and yes. almsgiving. Bam. There you go. I Nailed win. it. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I quote um, my boss, uh, oh. the bishop, uh, Bishop Soto, Diocese sure. uh, Sacramento? And this is from last year's uh, Linton letter that he sent out. But just to Ooh. kind of put us into to some context, uh, this is what he'll, he he said in his last year's letter. Um, in the 2021 letter, he said, Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent, a season in which the faithful are called to reflect on the Paschal mystery more intentionally. It is a time of spiritual renewal and to examine one's relationship with God and others more carefully. The church calls everyone, therefore, to a spirit of penance through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So there you go. Three pillars. There it is. And today on Famished and Fed, we're going to be talking about being famished. Fasting. Right? Fasting Fasting and hunger. Fasting and hunger, and I think we're gonna we're, we're gonna touch on some other stuff too, right? Almsgiving. I don't know. We'll just talk Lent. Just Lent, you know, Lent in general. Um, and you know, I'm excited because we have our guest joining us today. Ooh, she's ooh. a a friend of the podcast, friend of the family, but mm-hmm. also she's been featured on some of um, Urban Picks content as well. So welcome, good evening to Venus. Hello, hello, welcome hello. To Venus. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Venus, you were on um, you were on Truly Universal, right? That is correct. I was on Which episode Harry was that? Oh, uh, the, the Harry Potter one. I think that's like Ooh, season one. The Harry Potter I, episode. Something like Harry that. Potter. Fact check that. Venus, other than being a, a Harry Potter fanatic, also has a connection to this topic of fasting and hunger um, because of some of the work she's done. So Venus, I don't know if you, you could you share a little bit about yourself and your connection to the sure t- hunger topic? Awesome boss. I'm sure thing. Hey, everybody. I'm Venus Decoy. Um, I'm from West Sacramento, California. Hey. Um, not the 707, so don't play backwards. Um, and uh, so a little bit of my journey is during COVID, I had the pleasure and honor of working with um, Meals on Wheels of Sacramento, supporting our seniors with meals in the middle of the season that I call COVID. Because um, it's a season now. It's not just a thing. Um, <laughs> and when I'm not doing that, I'm just supporting young adults who hunger for a different kind of hunger, which we'll talk about more in that term of fasting in the journey later. And I'm a retreat facilitator currently, um, supporting retreats all over our diocese and anyone who wants to kind of, you know, grow a little bit in their journey. So, yeah. Hunger is a thing. <laughs> Just different kinds of hunger. Nice. Well, thanks for sharing. I real, I yeah, I forgot that you did Meals on Wheels also. So you've got definitely got a connection, um, in kind of different facets and different settings. So, um, just to kind of kick us off in the topic, um, and I know Father Raj, you know a lot about this topic also. But you know, churches and you know a lot of Catholic churches, but just churches in general, places of faith around the world, provide food, um, you know, to our community in different ways. So. Um, whether it's a food locker, whether it's, you know, a food pantry, or they serve hot meals for people in need. Um, I know in my work, at least now, this has kind of been like a lit. I don't want to say it's a hot topic, but um, there, I do know some churches kind of have tension with this because they don't think this is something the church should be doing. Um, so what do, what do y'all think about that? Why do you think that this type of ministry, as far as serving those that are hungering physically, right? Those who are in need of food, those who are food insecure. Why do you think this type of ministry is important um, for the life of the church? 
I guess we'll start. So, you know, one of the things I think we don't realize in our church sometimes is that because we're fed through the Eucharist, we also forget that not everyone gets that honor and that pleasure, right? And so for and for some people that's not the the journey for them either. So, you know, I like to think of, you know, why is it important to have food ministries? Because sometimes actual bread is the only bread they're gonna get from God and, and not by, whether that by choice or circumstance, right? Um, a little something to think about friends is even pre COVID one in six, sorry, one in six here in Sacramento County struggled with food insecurities in the United States. It's one in 10 and that was pre COVID. So you can imagine what it's probably like now. It's probably a little tighter. Um, in Yolo County, where I'm from, it is currently one in four. So yeah, one in four. That's wild. And and so, you know, the church plays a huge role in making sure that not only brothers and sisters are fed spiritually, but, you know, hey, they're fed, you know, physically. Uh, I mean, I also look at it like this. How can you, like, really, truly appreciate God's bounty if you're starving? right? Like physically starving, mm. right? Like we sit here and we always talk, there are people who talk about like, you know, being grateful for your bounty, but what bounty are we talking about for some people? Some people, that is a legitimate question for them. And I think when the church brings the bounty, our, our bounties, let me praise that properly, like the church's bounties to those who don't have any, it allows them to see God's love and in a physical manifested way. So that's why I think it's important. And, and you know we gotta and and you know we also get a lot of donations for food so i'd rather it go out somewhere than be thrown away so yeah i think i think uh, venus is spot on um our identity as as christians is to use the gifts that we have been given uh for others and so if there is a deficit in some communities or in uh certain families we have a duty or responsibility to to share what god has given to us uh to meet their needs right i, I think fundamentally it's 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 matthew 25 right um whatever you have done for uh, the least of uh, my brothers and sisters or for my brothers you've you've done unto me the lord says like it is our response to the love that god has given us uh, to care for our poor brothers and sisters to care for all of our brothers and sisters in whatever needs they have and in by doing so uh we it it the fruits of giving generously to um others uh is manifold right it's it, it the fruit is as venus is saying right we we liberate them from the concerns of finding a meal uh, and by by doing that, by serving that material need, they are now more free to um, explore uh, the faith, right? Because they're not concerned about where their next meal is. They can hunger more fully, more authentically uh, for Jesus. And, and that's the ultimate goal, right? Um, but it's a, there are other fruit in serving others, other folks' needs. Um, for instance, if if we can meet their hunger, Imagine what they can do as, as good members of the community. If we can meet the need that is oppressing them at that moment, that is challenging them, now they are more free to be uh, instruments of love in, in the world, right? And, and that is a good thing. Will, uh, you know, you, Cece, you mentioned that sometimes there's a conflict, like people, people wouldn't want us to do that. And I think even, I mean, um, to, to serve the poor or use our resources uh, to... Um, do this ministry. There's a lot of reasons why I think people uh, wouldn't want us to do that and have those point of views. I, sometimes uh, it's the case that 
uh, they feel that these needs are being met by other people and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we might not be doing it as good as, as these other groups might. Um, Other reasons might be, you know, there is a true understanding that, that communities need to, to um, be able to survive, have their own property. And so if a a parish is suffering, um, they don't Mm -hmm. have the resources to serve the poor, then that might be a reason in their discernment that they've got to build themselves up as a community in order to be able to, to serve more people. If that's the intention, then, then, then fine. But just to totally deny that our character is to, to serve the poor um, or, or to give to others. Uh, I think that would be a misunderstanding of, of what it means uh, to be Christian. Um, yeah, I know because I've, in my personal experience, I've heard, you know, comments, um, you know, from some folks that just say, you know, well, if they're in need, they need to, you know, help them. God helps those who help themselves. I've heard that. I've heard sometimes too, some folks have issues like with hot meals being served, right? Like it's like, well, we can help them, but we just don't want to help them here kind of thing. What would you respond to that type of um, mentality or attitude? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think having a discussion about it is fair and, and, and being um, kind of looking at your resources and seeing and discerning how to use them, those uh, most fully is important, right? That's, that's good stewardship. Uh, mm-hmm. But the conversation has to be alive and open and has to really recognize that those we serve, we're not just called to serve them with the bare minimum. We're not just called uh, to serve uh, just those who are part of our, our clique or our group, that uh, often our love is called to be more generous than that. But but I guess uh, to back off of that thought just a second, just to kind of put it into a wider context, mm-hmm. uh, this discussion even comes up um, in maybe a contrary way in, in the Gospels where uh, a, a woman comes to serve Jesus and... Uh, uh, some of the apostles get upset with her because she wastes uh, perfume in anointing him. And uh, some of them claim like uh, that, uh, why would you waste that? Because uh, that money could have, uh, that perfume could have been sold and um, that mm-hmm. money been uh, used to serve the poor. And, and Jesus makes it very clear um, that, that what she has done is a good thing. It's not, it's not a waste of resources. Uh, we will always have the poor, and, we, and in that sense, we will always need to serve the poor. But this act is a uh, loving one that she's doing to me. And, and I've always used that context, and, and sometimes people will um, – it, it strikes them as odd why we would talk about this when we're trying to talk about serving uh, the poor. But – I I, I've refl- I I like this reflection of, of Jesus saying that all of this is ultimately all of our material goods, our material things, um, and the church will talk about this in in its uh, understanding of universal destination of goods, right? All of this is directed towards one good, right? The mm-hmm. um, the good, uh, Jesus Christ, and so we we do have to have discussions about how how best to use our resources uh, to serve others, and so if if in the in the community it is. You know, maybe it's we can serve more people, get them more nutrition by not serving hot meals. Then maybe that's a that's a discernment to have. But to not just simply say, okay, well, we don't think this is a good idea, so we couldn't. Pot, the Lord couldn't possibly be asking us to do it. That that's a bad attitude, um, at least from my opinion. And in either way, right? Like on either side of things. Yeah, exactly. In either direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, in, in either direction, we, we want to be able to say, okay, how does God want us to use the resources that are in front of us um, uh, to, to love the people he's asking us to love? I think that's the, the question about almsgiving, the question about meeting the hunger of people. Um, you know, sometimes you, you in, when you do this ministry and this work, 
and and maybe you all have experiences or stories of this. Sometimes you know uh, you, somebody will say, "Well, well, Father, we're meeting their uh, material needs, but none of them are coming to church, or none of them are um, coming to uh, learning the faith." And and mm-hmm. and the reality is, the reality is is that should be a concern for us, right? Um, if 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 we are um, serving food or, or meeting material needs of people, and our our love of them isn't leading more of them to Christ and then we 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 want we should we shouldn't trust and um we would we would hope that our love would would bring more people to Christ uh and if it's not definitely it's something we we want to uh, explore what what is the roadblock and and then address those roadblocks but that doesn't mean we abandon the the act of love of actually helping them serving them um address the issue not not simply to say, okay, well, uh, because we didn't get these results, then this is a bad program. No, we can still mm-hmm. – um, just the act of love, uh, generosity isn't wasted, right? And the economy of grace is not wasted. That's so good because I think that applies like not just to ministry, right? Not just to ministries that feed people, but also like ministries that work with folks in, in any setting, right? Like just yeah. to look mm-hmm. at and to continuously discern how God is asking us to use our resources. Um mm-hmm you know, to spread his love and to bring people closer to him. Right. Yeah. I, I, and I, I know I've been sharing a lot, but this is the other counterpoint on the other thing. Like it would be bad for us. We'd be, we'd be bad stewards if we were simply just like setting out food on the, um, on, you know, the porch and like a bunch of it went to waste. Right. Like, and, or, or people, or people took it and then went and sold it. And we knowingly knew, didn't knew this and it wasn't really serving the poor. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a bad system that's so it's it's not to say that every decision we make in our ministry is a good one we got to be discerning and we've got to be good stewards uh, another example that one of my um, philosophy professors in the seminary w- would would say is like uh you know and i get this question a lot um uh, and especially in context of of scripture and 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 what the gospels tell us to do like when you when you meet somebody on the street who's 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 begging for money, are you obliged as a Christian always uh, to give it? And um, I I appeal to the primacy of conscience there, uh, in terms of okay, is the Lord calling you to to give generously, even if that means being vulnerable to the intentions of this person that's that's begging? But but it's fair to say that in your conscience, the Lord isn't calling you to give to that person, uh, because uh, maybe your resources. Um, you know, maybe you're a college student or maybe or you're raising a family and you need to be mindful of your own resources in order to celebrate uh, or to serve uh, the people that you're specifically being called to love. Now, that doesn't mean you can't help that person in other ways, prayer or by donating to a group that can assist them and, and also fighting for change in infrastructures that would help them uh, more fully. Like there's so many other ways to help that person. Uh, getting back to what my philosophy professor said, would say is, you know, they're they're in looking at that person or making the decision not to give them money. You may be saying that it's better stewardship for me to donate to a ministry like uh, Meals on Wheels or Saint Vincent de Paul because we can be uh, more certain that that will serve more people in in a more fitting way. And so you're in you are responding to the gospel message of serving that person. Um, uh, again, if it's in, in, if that's what your conscience is dictating you to do, it's, don't ignore them. Don't imagine, you know, I also tell people, you know, look them in the eye and say, sorry, I, you know, if, if you discern that you can't give them money, don't, don't just pretend they're an object on the street. Um, but, but at the same time, it is within reason to, to discern a different path on how to help them. Yeah. Right. And there's like way more than just one way 
to do that, right? And to engage um, in that act of feeding. Venus, did you yeah, have exactly. anything you wanted to add? I think Father kind of took it all, but here's a food for thought. Here's an addendum food for thought on what Father's kind of going with. Like, I kind of, when we talk about, like, that whole, like, if it doesn't meet the numbers, right? God never cared about the numbers. Like, I don't know. And, and I get it. We as humans, we look at, like, numbers as forms of metrics and stuff like that. But if this is, I this is kind of the funny thing. Off camera, we're talking about the the synod and the synod process and the listening sessions that are coming. Stay tuned. And but one of the things that it's inspired off of is the feeding of loaves and fish is the loaves and fishes uh, parable, right? And how you know originally the disciples were like, "Let them go, time to go." You know, <laughs> we gotta eat. Right? <laughs> and what did the Lord say? Nah, I'll take care of that. Just do, just get it all figured out. I'm gonna bless it and it'll feed all these lots of people. Like, you know, yeah, they said 10,000, but it was just 10,000 men. So you do the math. They, they didn't involve the women and children, according to the, according to the addendum in the gospel. <laughs> right. Um, so I sit here and I go, okay, but if Jesus can make all these, if Jesus took five loaves of bread, three fishes and fed like 10,000 dudes, are we really looking at the metrics? Right. Jesus how you know god's not god's making the most of what is provided right so sometimes the numbers shouldn't count the saint Augustine, or is it is either saint augustine or saint thomas Aquinas, one of those two right give but don't worry about the cost um and to me i kind of have to that's my counter argument to those who are like well if we don't i'm like yeah but that's not the name of the game here the name of the game is that we give there are so many people in the world uh, unfortunately that like they want to help but then they don't realize just to help is to start right just to start and wherever that is if it is for you helping starts with i'm gonna feed the poor once a month cool nine out of ten times i can personally assure you that like snowballs into next thing you know end up becoming you know you become a leader or you become an advocate or you become something else and in way in in little ways you are becoming that whole you are becoming those changes you are helping those who are still struggling with food get the food that you need and so i always say that those who think if, if it's not if it doesn't meet x that's a failure is it though <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, again, right to, like yeah or are you just thinking it's a failure right um you know there's an information yeah and that's christian that, that's pride right and yeah. and that's uh that's uh you're um you're worried about failing so you don't uh, even begin to love is that's um that's an act of pride in some sense oh i wanted to add something um oh like uh, let what... me just uh so oh go ahead, Venus, go ahead. Uh, the the, the quote is uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, I believe. Some saint. I was like, I bet he knows. He'll tell you who quote. <laughs> you know, and and uh, and that's... Um, uh, Mother know, Teresa I, has a, ver a version of that too, I think. Or did she take it from him? Possibly. But the, the other Mother <laughs> Teresa quote that I thought was fitting for exactly what you were saying was, um, well, we are called to be faithful, not successful, right? Yeah. Like, again, it's like we are called to, to give to be generous and not be so concerned about um, if, if that generosity to, to let God do with it, what he wills. Right. Yes. And so back to this image of, of the feeding of the 5,000, the 8,000 um, it's this notion that, that the little, yeah, the, the folks, <laughs> yeah. uh, the whoever in whichever version of the gospel, they bring him a little bit and that's all they, they, they gave that. And then they allow Jesus to, to do with it what he wills. Right. And, 
that's our sense of, of, of feeding others. That's our sense of, that should be our sense uh, as Christians of, of uh, almsgiving, right? We don't, mm-hmm. we don't, if, if something, you know, I, I, I see it sometimes, um, uh, you know, from the altar, um, especially if I'm not preparing the altar for, for mass, uh, if it's like a deacon preparing the altar, I watch people making change in the, in the, um, oh gosh, in the collection. Basket. And this I'm like, why I donate electronically. I see it sometimes, and I get it. They're, they're, they want, they know what's kind of, but it's just a bad look, right? Boy. Like, just, just give. And if you feel you can't give that hundred dollars that you have in the basket, yeah. right into the basket, just hold yeah. on to it. Go make change. Give it <laughs> next week or something. Yeah, Drop it in an envelope. Week. Just not or, or right hold now. on to it and just donate it at the end of the month. He's like, can you come back once you get everyone, and then I'll get my change there's not enough for my hundred can you just make the rounds again why you should donate electronically because because i used to be that person when i was was not catholic okay keyword there she's she's like i don't do that now (laughs) i don't do that now because now i didn't understood i understand the way but also my church didn't electronically give back then now all of them do so if you're that person don't feel bad about just Oh my gosh. Gosh. there's so many ways thing. now letting it right letting yeah it. And, and i don't want to ju- i mean thank you for whoever the you know the person the, the their generosity their donation that, i mean if that's if that's the, the thing you have to do then then do it but i just think it's a funny look like right? okay it's the optics, optics, optics <laughs> is that why we don't be doing that high one anymore like nobody like, like why that explains why homies who do make the change they put the basket further down you notice you know they're like <laughs> they're, they're taking a, they're taking a little long <laughs> And I'd be like, what? And I look over him and I see it. I, that's oh, actually, I so have funny. it. And I'm like, okay, don't laugh. You know, this is the journey sometimes. This is really legit yeah. the journey. But I try not to. Yeah. I try not At to least they're giving, to, right? At least, yeah, they're, at least giving. they're giving. Exactly. At least they're giving. Exactly. At least they're giving. Yeah. And, and the yeah. Lord will take, you know, the bill that they gave originally or the, you know, the change that they left behind. Whatever it is, the Lord will take uh, and do marvelous things with them. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for your gifts. I wanted to um, comment on the point of, like, you know, the, this notion that, you know, or, or maybe, like, the criticism sometimes that, you know, we're, we're helping folks, we're feeding them, we're helping them with whatever um, it is that we're helping. And they're not coming to church or, like, you know, they're they're not connecting with the faith or whatever. And I think in in my perspective, that's like a very limited view. Cause it's kind of like, sure. well, I, I don't know if that's part of like just this instant gratification, like, oh, I fed you. Oh, they're at mass on Sunday, right? But it's like you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know what happened to that act of love, right? You don't know if, you know, they actually camp out near the cathedral and they're popping in there. You don't know if years from now they have a conversion and because they remember the love that you gave to them, right? And I think that's something to keep in mind too, like to never deny an opportunity to love someone because you don't think the payoff, right? Because in many ways, that's like, that's in my mind, that's maybe that's what should happen but that might not be what god's thinking is going to happen or that might not be what the panorama of this person's life happens but i could be a part of that but if i'm just stuck on this well like i'm not they can't be on our food list anymore because they don't come to mass or something that it's like but you're denying someone the opportunity right to 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 mm-hmm. one experience the love of god through your generosity and two just you know you're denying or you're not allowing god to work in the way he desires to work right you're limiting his like efficacy to our limited understanding um, and our mm-hmm. timelines and our time frames. So I think that's something important to keep in mind also, because you just never know. You don't yeah. know how God is turning that around. 
Yeah, that's a beautiful point, Cece. I mean, I think if, if uh, you know, movies and TV shows have taught us anything these days, like, like you know, th- from the flashback scenes, like, you know, you never know. One act of love can either make a villain or make a hero, right? There you go. And, or one session so, of therapy. Either what one. if you? Yeah. <laughs> like, right? You don't want to be the reason for someone's villain origin story. I was in line. I was in line at the food line, and they said I hadn't gone to mass, and I couldn't eat anymore. That's what I knew. And then, like, I mean, you know what I mean. So that's also my counter call. This is the like check and balance here. I want to bring up. So I know some people they please make sure if you serve in any capacity that it is not for the not for what i call for the gram that you are doing it because oh. you want to make a difference you want to change even just a little bit of your world because first of all spoiler alert ministry is exhausting um secondly <laughs> serving the hungry no. is even more exhausting <laughs> right because the hungry is forever the hungry is everywhere and the hungry is not always just food i could just giving you something in your stomach but you really came for something else right so this is a part of the not taking away from not denying the invitation because the invitation could be the the food could be just the gateway right yeah like Mm -hmm. how many times do we always go let's go get food let's go get drinks let's go get snacks let's go get something after something right and that's an invitation for us to go further right and in youth in youth and young adult ministry that's the invitation for us to really get in about our faith right it's not just going to youth group or going to young adult group it's the we're here for the after party which is us going to get some food afterwards and really having that Mm. conversation feeding our food is the avenue right to the relationship word and like so right uh, come to the table come to the table stay fed fam podcast not over but but that's not that's not the end of the episode we just wanted to throw that in there Um, and then like there's this also piece of but i understand the counter headspace so having been working in food ministry sometime along as long as i have which is now almost 10 years one of the things i see is other christian communities using this as your your in to like evangelize and sometimes that person's not there for the evangelization or they're not ready for it yet right so that's why i say please make sure sure that when you serve you're serving knowing that you may not get anything out the deal um but if you're going in there with a deal eh, please be mindful that some people are not that's not that's not that's not what christ wanted either right yeah and and when i say that i think of like pancake breakfasts that invite everybody but also then starts playing hymns and songs and other things to kind of they feed the homeless and then evangelize the homeless and i go that's not we should start with building a relationship first and then evangelize right that's the the, that's the way from what i've been told from what i've been told that's the way and well it reminds me i know um crs i i did crs training catholic relief services and one of the big things like they say is like we don't help them because they're catholic we help them because we are catholic and i think that's something that's you know and if they eventually find god in the faith you know like that's beautiful but like we are also doing this as an expression of our relationship and our love for God. And I think that kind of speaks to what you're talking about, Venus. Like, I'm not here to take pictures so people think I'm a good person. I'm not here because all these people are going to be converted. I'm not here because, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and, And sometimes, though, I do think it's important to, like, kind of also realize that some folks maybe are there because of something so like i'm thinking about like youth and like young adults like that have to do service Mm -hmm. hours like they have to go they have to volunteer for whatever um 
but you know i think whenever you do something with an open heart god can work with that so it's kind of like stepping yeah, into that mindset right like mm -hmm. okay i have to be here so let me do this but i think yeah if you come into it you know it's it's good to have pure intentions yes. and when you go into it whatever that pure intention might be right and yeah i was gonna add that that like that um that that's the ideal we should go because of who we are right and that we should serve and we should go into um uh, to this kind of sacrificial love with that pure intention of not having other other reasons behind it but but the, at the same note i would push back a little bit uh, on that notion um that's ideal but rarely are we doing anything purely uh altruistically right like uh, um sometimes our our intentions are are mixed and the Lord still works. And mm -hmm. so um, I have to remind uh, uh, folks all the time, just like, it, it goes back to kind of what you guys are saying, just start, even if, even if you, even if you don't have the purest of intentions, um, um, go anyway, love anyway. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the Lord will be able to, to, uh, to do good by it. I wanted to come back uh, to this notion of Venus that you were talking about in terms of like, um, uh, again, yeah, we shouldn't be go giving to people, uh, simply with the intention or the agenda to proselytize them, right? Yeah. And that you're right, we shouldn't be doing that. But at the same time, and I'll share an experience that kind of highlights this for me. At the same time, I, I don't think um, we should be afraid of our identity when we are serving uh, folks. And so there's really like a, a thin line of like, you know, you, you talk about playing praise and worship music. I think if that's who we are, and 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 um, there's um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? You're not forcing them necessarily to accept the thoughts of that or you're not saying if you don't memorize the, the words of the song and then you can't sit at the table right um yes. you know uh you know, chick-fil-a they play it there i would hate for like chick-fil-a to do that like when they're playing christian music you're like do you know the song nope you can't order the the chicken nuggets you gotta you gotta come back when you do no I, yeah exactly. it'd be way that easier kind of to find a seat in there though if i'm just kidding okay. <laughs> always crowded up in chick-fil-a that drive-through line would be a lot shorter too. Yeah, <laughs> we can order from your table in the app. For my own selfish reasons. <laughs> but, um, but you're right. I share like the story that. with you. I, yeah, it's so um, again, we we shouldn't proselytize, but but we can be um, proud of our identity. And if 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 we would be listening to Christian music anyway, you know, and that's an opportunity to share and evangelize. I think there's, uh, it, it's you got to discern it with yeah. what community you have and where they are and whatnot. Uh, but I was, you know, I've, I've been serving um, uh, in, in various capacities since I was young. It's always been an important thing for me to, to serve uh, the poor, did it with my family, did it with my, my friends in high school. We would do various, various different ministries. And so uh, I'll try not to identify this clearly, but um, when I became a priest, I was serving in my clerics at, at a location and a well-intentioned um, uh, minister there told me I couldn't serve in my clerics. And um, they told me that I had to take it off um, because of some policy. And I said, I wear this all the time. <laughs> this is my identity. This is who I am. <laughs> like, um, and and I, I understood their intentions that they didn't want to make folks feel uncomfortable for for if I, you know, oh, you know, they're, they're going to proselytize me or whatnot. But, but at the same time, like if there was a sister in her habit, I don't think they would have asked them to take off their clerics or if, um, and so it just struck me as odd. And so I just, I think, mm. you know, my, I, you know, my, the clothes that I wear or whatnot shouldn't, uh, 
I hope it wouldn't offend anybody. Um, yeah. And and sometimes I think we can swing the pendulum too much of like trying not to proselytize to people that we we abandon our identity of who we are as Christians all the time and um, when we're serving them. And so mm-hmm. I would just say like, you know, like a lot of things, virtues in the middle, we got to find a way to serve people, but not lose our Christian identity. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, adding that. on a little more on that, like something that like you make a great, all of you are like killing it right now. But like something I also think of when we like in St. Vincent de Paul, one of the big things we do is like we always leave that invitation to or not to. Right. Um, and I think sometimes. And so my angle is kind of, again, coming from the like the, there are people who know it, it's got to be this way. Right. And again, you're right. Virtue in the middle. Um, but something we've always done is like we always make that sure that we pray before and after, right? So mm-hmm. when we're talking scaling a little bit further, a little back to like the like making sure your heart's in the right place, you know, I always encourage ministers before you start, pray. <laughs> when you're yep. done, pray. Pray in the middle if you have to. Like pray as much as humanly possible because sometimes things it's gonna happen. Things are gonna happen in the middle of your ministry that you, you don't even know where to start. And many times I and I'm the friend that everyone laughs when I when they say something to me and then I immediately just make the sign across like you know what Lord that's all <laughs> let that be Lord I'm praying for that person right here right now in this minute let me stop for them right and it but again it's that sense of making sure that you know I am who I am I'm not gonna take that nothing gets taken away but at the same time it's that leaving that invitation both on both yeah. sides of it right like that sure. i'm still catholic sorry i ain't changing that but at the same time i'm not gonna force you to try and be catholic either now if you come along hey you're gonna have a great time <laughs> yeah I'll never be hungry yeah. hey <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why father raj but be the straw came in my head when she was talking about that um, <laughs> yeah. they're thirsty. Yeah. they're not only hungry they're thirsty yeah. um, anyway <laughs> yeah I thought we could maybe, you know, we've all done ministry with folks in need in different settings. I don't know if y'all could share some of maybe your highlights or memorable stories um, in in your time of of ministry. I know there's probably a ton, but I just love hearing, you know, I think that's part of it too, is like, we've been talking a lot about personal connection and relationship Mm -hmm. and love. And I think that's really what makes this type of ministry, those little, you know, we don't always get to see the fruit but sometimes we do in some ways. So I, I love sharing yeah. things like that. So I don't know if anyone wants to share something. So specifically uh, moments of serving uh, those in need. Those, those in need. Hungry. Yeah. 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 Okay. I always, I, I uh, with you guys on the seeds piece, but sometimes I'm the one I in food ministry, you guys uh, get to see the plants, like the, the spring ups, the light spring ups. Mm-hmm. You just don't get to, I, you know, you're right. You never see the full, you never see the full flower. Right. Um, some of our journey, because for us, it's for us at St. Vincent de Paul, it's kind of a little more than food, right? We're more than, you know, meals and wheels. Sorry, I was getting, I'm starting to get my ministries mixed up today. Um, <laughs> and meals and wheels, our, our motto is we're more than just a meal, right? Because it's true. When we go like and we that. deliver our meals, we're also doing a wellness check on those seniors. And again, many of our seniors are homebound. If they weren't homebound before, they're definitely homebound now because of COVID. And, you know, so many times we're the only person they see all week. All right. And I remember doing a drive along as part of my training and going to deliver some meals. And one of these nice gentlemen, he was eating. It was his first delivery. And he goes, oh, I didn't realize you guys actually, like, you know, talked to us for a minute. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to drop it and leave, like, DoorDash or something. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're going to keep a little safe distance, but 
that's this is what we do. We want to make sure you're okay. We want to make sure you're thriving. We want to make sure you're safe, you know, because we've seen the opposite in the journey where, you know, we come to the door and it's a mess and or someone ha- has fallen and therefore now we have to stop and call 911. And that's, and that, that didn't happen in my rotation, but, you know, to be able to be there and be that witness in the sense of like making sure that a senior gets to, we bring a senior, not only food, but we're also bringing them peace. We're also bringing them like community in a weird, in a, in a distant, but and safe way, you know, those were always big things for me. And St. Vincent de Paul, we're always, you know, spirituality is actually our primary first food for thought i always thought i always so when i thought when i first came to same as the paw i thought oh we're just gonna we're gonna you know feed people support people help people out do that that's good good right but then when i started like actual training with them they're like oh no no we're gonna we start with prayer first wait okay uh <laughs> and then <laughs> and over my last like over this last six years i have been to more spiritual retreats and trainings than i have ever in my whole faith journey through st vincent de paul because they understand we already know you're going to go out and be like the disciples with those baskets, right? But we need you to make sure you get what you need too. And I think that's always great. I think there is one really fun story. So myself and one of my senior team members went to a house and we went and we delivered food. Lady was very grateful. And, you know, we just did the traditional home visit. And, you know, we prayed with they. We offered to pray. They prayed with us. It was beautiful. Cool. Week later, they call us back saying they need more food. And we were like, okay. Because when we pack these bags, we, especially for some of our seniors and like bigger families, we we pack a lot. <laughs> Not in the heavy sense, but in the sense of we make sure you got food to last you a good week or two. So, you know, especially at the end of the month, we, part, we pack a little heavier just so you, we know you can get to the first because it's the journey. Okay. We understand. Um... So we 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 pack the bags. We're like, oh, we're gonna go and see what's going on. We get there, and one of the things again, this is pre-COVID, so y'all understand what I'm about to say next. We go into the house and we begin to help her unbag it because we know these bags are heavy, and we got tuna cans and soup cans and stuff like that. So we start to open the cabinets. The cabinets are full. Like so, it was full of the food that we had brought last week. And so we were like, now, all right, Laura, hold on, hold on. So we paused real quick for the guys, and we went, all right what's going on here please explain you know we're not we're not stopping this <laughs> but we at least need to understand we you know we came last week it was good what, what's going on she said oh i'm good from those food this is for my neighbor next door and we were like okay so you know, and in short we eventually told the neighbor call us back to you know have them call us and we'll come bring them the same bag right but it turned out that when we're talking about invitations the other person thought we couldn't go right like they couldn't call us because they weren't catholic or they couldn't call us because they're not with the church they couldn't call us because it's and some of it is also this is a big trend especially now some of it is pride many people do not reach out for food sources even especially especially our seniors they don't want to admit that the struggle is real real out here to the point where they would rather starve than call for help and that is a that is not of the way y'all any of you listen this is not the way feed your brothers and sisters say (laughs) more and more importantly that's what we're called to do as father as we have done in a big nice loop to say you know so in short we actually right then and there we said hey is she home 
could you go over and knock on the door and have her come over? And then we can talk to her about this and, you know, and say, hey, come, you know, let, let's chat, right? But to allow her to make that invitation to the friend so that way they understand, like, you know, before we go over to her house and just knock on her door and talk about, you know, hey, your neighbor told us you needed food, we let those <laughs> people come in together collectively and so of course then then we found out and then we found out that that family that the person next door had a family of five and we were like oh we'll be right back because <laughs> this is one nice senior lady just by herself we need to go get more bags of food because we need more food for the rest of the family but here here's your starter kit we'll be right back and it was such a beautiful moment but at the same time it also kind of gave me that hope for humanity moment that here's this nice old lady who knew she was she was good and golden but wanted to make sure that the family next door to her was good and golden whether they were catholic christian or whatever or not and then we told them the process of hey you know anybody else here's the number have them call us no no judgment no judgment we happy to, I will have no strings to attached no <laughs> string attached no, no religious requirement um, yeah exactly and i get it and i understand why for some people that's a hesitation but i i'm always the first one to say i don't care if you want food, I'm going to give it to you. You don't want to see all the stores that's sitting in my office right now. Come get this food out my out my food locker. I want it empty. <laughs> and and it works, you know. And now we, we can't stop the phone from ringing. And that's the way I think, in my opinion, it should be. So, Oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Uh, stories about uh, – memorable stories about uh, serving uh, our brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in, in high school, there was always a bunch of us friends or even some folks from youth ministry or in youth ministry in general. But but also some of my friends who weren't involved in, in Catholic youth ministry weren't even Catholic. Some of my most formative experiences in high school and, and uh, even middle school was um, taking the time to uh, either go work at food lockers, helping organize their food lockers or um, – uh, turkey drives and distributing turkeys or doing uh, like uh, sandwich uh, walks and we just walk around Vallejo and um, pass out sandwiches. Some of those experiences were just so incredibly formative and, and so powerful. Um, uh, I don't know if I have much more to say beyond that about, about those experiences, just that uh, I know they made me a better person and connected me with humanity so much, so much more. Um and a uh, shout out to all, all those uh, friends I got to share those experiences with because it was definitely a communal feeling. And, and I don't know if I would have gone if it wasn't for the friends. Um, so and and, um, and even my family, they, they've always had kind of this giving a generous heart. Um, my parents don't look for a lot of um, recognition or whatnot, but they're they're incredibly um, – they used to own a dry cleaners and they would uh, – they would offer free uh, dry cleaning for any coats that um, like people just want to drop off the coats. We would dry clean them and then give them to, to the homeless and stuff. And it wasn't like an organized program or anything like that, but it was just, um, I don't know, that was powerful to see their generosity in action. And, um, uh, you know, I could talk about Honduras and the, the experiences <laughs> of like serving the poor there and, and, and the beauty and power there. But um maybe on another podcast or, or oh, we yeah. shared some of those stories on, on um, uh, I think the coffee episode, but other times of just, you know, that, that mission work is always powerful and phenomenal. Um, I, yeah. I guess I'll share an SVDP story. I've been involved with St. Vincent Paul in a, a different a variety of different capacities. Um, it was my, um, you know, we had a St. Vincent Paul group in my, my first assignment. Uh, um, some good friends who have been involved with St. Vincent Paul or, um, uh, uh, 
Vincentian Service Corps, all those kind of things. And um, so my connection with them, uh, beautiful ones. Uh, but I, in the seminary, actually, I was um, one of my pastoral ministries in the seminary for one year was to work with St. Vincent Ball and, and do the house visits and, um, you know, do the interviews, conversations with folks and, and then, you know, uh, assess their needs, make requests. Um, out there, they had a, a large St. Vincent de Paul kind of, uh, they had a St. Vincent de Paul store where we could, you know, write vouchers for people to um, take to the store and then mm. purchase what they need. And, and some of the most beautiful ones, I won't get into the specifics, but some of the most beautiful ones were families or mothers who uh, knew that they were um, with they were with child? They knew they were going to be welcoming another child into the home, and literally because we were able to get them like the furniture or the equipment that they needed to raise their child, they were no longer worried about how they were going to feed their child or 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 how they were going. You know, that assistance on the practical material uh, freed them up to love their child better. So for me, that's always lasted with me in terms of you know, what it means to be pro-life, right? We address the needs, uh, material needs of mothers and families, and, and then they are free to welcome these children into their lives. And, and, and those are memorable stories to me. That's great. Speaking of like addressing the need, I have a story and it's, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's also, it just reminds me a lot about service. But, um, sure. you know, when I was in Honduras, um, I served alongside um, the CFRs, the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. And, you know, all of us at the time, um, well, all of the friars and like a bunch of us living in the mission house were, were from the U.S. And so um, one of the friars at the time, Brother Dismas, was on this like um, making pizza kick. So like making pizza from scratch, you know, he like was perfecting his dough. He was, you know, um, trying to get the right recipe and the temperatures and the oven, all that. And so... Um, we had been working with a family and it was like a big family and they're experiencing like a lot of crisis. Um, and they were staying in the Apostolate Center, Casa Guadalupe at the time. So Brother Dismas calls me. He's like, Cecilia, I have a great idea. We're going to do a pizza night for this family. Like, let's just like, we'll just fire up all the ovens in Casa Guadalupe and we'll just all make our own pizzas from scratch. I'll make all the dough. We'll roll it out. We'll have like the whole spread of like all the possible like sauces that we can have. We'll make those from scratch. We'll get all the toppings. We'll go to like Price Mart, which is like Costco, but you know, it's like they have like the uh -huh. American, you know, pepperoni, yeah. you know? So he's like, we're going all out. And you know, I'm like homesick half the time. So I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. So we planned this whole night. Like he, we set up a projector. We're like watching movies. This family had like, I think, was it six or seven kids? Like there was a lot of kids and they were all different ages. And you know, a bunch of the girls from the neighborhood and the kids from the neighborhood came over. We had this like whole big deal about it. And it was so much fun. Like we were making the pizzas and you know, um, some of them have had pizza. Like, you know, there's like a, a round table or is it, a, I think it's a pizza. Mm -hmm. It's a pizza mm -hmm. hut. So some of them have like had experience with pizza um but we were all excited and like you know we cooked our pizza and so we're eating dinner and you know so, like i'm super excited fray dimas is all excited i just remember we're, we're all hype and um <laughs> the littlest girl maria i call her boo i'll show y'all a picture one day she looks like boo from uh -huh. monsters inc uh -huh. um but like we noticed she's like not eating and um we're like, oh my gosh, like, why is she not eating? Like, what's wrong? Is she okay? Like, what's going on? And like, she's like clinging to her mom. It was so cute. I'm literally still seeing her in my mind. She's like clinging to her mom. She like was looking at us all funny. And then like, we're like, Maria, que pasa? Like, why aren't you eating? And then she like whispered something to her mom. And her mom starts laughing and her mom goes, um, 
she's asking why we're eating burnt tortillas for dinner because <laughs> like she had never eaten pizza in her whole life like they lived in the mountains yeah. and like so she's looking at this she didn't make it because she was little she was maybe like four so we didn't want her in the kitchen but like she's looking at this food that she has no idea what it is and she's like I like I'm not gonna eat this like what the heck is going on like she was so confused and so uh -huh. we were like oh my uh -huh. gosh that's so funny like like, because we didn't stop for a second to think, like, I wonder what they would love for dinner, right? Like, I wonder what they would love to eat tonight when we're ha we were just like in our zone of like, oh, it's a pizza night. Yeah. Like, everyone will love pizza. They're gonna night. love this. They're gonna love yeah. this. It's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so interactive. They've never had they've never had a pizza like this before. And like, not thinking like, oh, actually, uh -huh. no, she's never had pizza before the only thing in her mind that this looks like is a burnt tortilla and she wouldn't eat it and then so we were like uh -huh. oh my gosh someone make her some beans like we had to like pivot you know to make her something but it was just i remember me and brother dismiss at the end of the night he's now father dismiss we were like man what a fail why did yeah. we not even like you know it was kind of like a check for ourselves of like you know uh -huh. Uh -huh. what we think is like so amazing like is it you know it's it's important to ask people in need one what they need and it's also a blessing to be able to ask them what they want right so that they have the agency yeah. to say like what would you like we could have been we could have we did not because we were on mm -hmm. our little pizza i, I bring i blame father does this i'm gonna blame him that's usually what i do but you know like he was on his pizza kick i was all in and then like we never stopped to ask the family what do you what like if y'all could feast tonight yeah. what would you want we didn't even ask. Exactly. We didn't bother. And yeah, some of them enjoyed it. But like, man, when she said, why are we having burnt tortillas for dinner? Yeah. It was like, hey, you know, kids are honest. But it was like, burnt tortillas? Like, dang, this is this is uh. like, we made this pizza, this homemade pizza. I was like, wow. So I think that's just an important thing to remember, you know? Like, there's so much power in giving people agency over their situation. Mm -hmm. And something as simple as like, what does she want? She wants beans and rice. Like, I'm like, well, I don't want beans and rice. I have beans and rice every day. But it's like, it's not about me. I'm serving her. So what does she yeah. want to eat? She yeah. wants beans and rice and a non-burnt tortilla, you know? So, and a non-burnt tortilla. Non tortilla. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. I'm going to show y'all a picture after no, we a, get off. It's a great story. Yeah, that the agency thing is is, is so important so beautiful and we we i think in a general sense we sometimes forget that uh that that is recognizing their humanity and in, mm. in giving them a greater choice or, or or not that you're not just getting our scraps you're not just getting uh our leftovers but but you you can um we want you we want to recognize your humanity your identity and and not everything is is one size fits all not everything is um uh, to each person's liking and to just say, okay, well, you have to take this couch for your house or you have to take mm. this stroller or these clothes for your kids. That's what I, I really appreciate about the St. Vincent de Paul um, system, at least down in the, the Bay Area. I know not every community hat can do this, but in that part of it where we were giving vouchers for them and they could go into a store and pick out stuff that they like. There, there was a real humanness uh, to it. Not, not just like, but things that fit their need most fully. Um, because the worst would be to like just give people random clothes and then and then you know may not fit it may not be their liking the kids might hate it and it just causes uh, extra frustration 
Um, similarly, like, you know, sometimes, and I know why communities do this. Sometimes all they can do is just give food, uh, give packs of food, like general packs of food. And you yeah. think that folks would be able to, um, you know, nutritious food that hopefully they can get, but, but there is something, um, beautiful about telling a family, okay, you can, you can pick, th- you, you can select what, what, what we're going to provide for you. That was one of the nice things I liked about, you know, um, uh, the food locker we had at, at, at the Newman Center in, in Sacramento um, for, for college students who, who had food insecurity. I mean, that's a whole topic for another podcast, but, um, but that was one of the beautiful things. Um, so for just to round that story out, uh, local parishes um, would uh, donate to uh, the Newman Center so that we could f- fill our food pantry because quite a few students uh, were food insecure and um, they had to make a decision about paying for their books, paying for uh, their, rent. their rent or or um, or eating and and rent and and um, and books were were necessary and so to see that at work and that at play meeting the needs of people so that they could go and study and make a better life for themselves you know um that's another just another story but that the pantry we didn't just say like okay here's the food that you need to take uh, if you're food insecure but but they could come in and cook it on their own time or they could come in and and um you know we didn't have the widest selection but there's something powerful about that agency yeah yeah. And then like you're saying, like sometimes it's necessary because that's, you know, that's the way that it's, but whenever there's an opportunity, I know in West Sac, the St. Vincent de Paul, um, the clothing. So you're saying you weren't, you said, just eat that pizza. Uh, <laughs> I just said, I just sent y'all pictures. You have to eat it. You're going to see, I just sent pictures in the group chat. Uh-huh. She looks like boo, but we did not. We felt bad. I think we actually made her beans and rice. Like we, I think oh, we had a nice. pot of beans. I mean, the whole point was we were going to feast together. And it's like, well, she's just not uh-huh. going to eat this. Like, it's not her fault that we did not think about that. <laughs> like, you know, right. so, I mean, but it was just such a, man, we still talk about that. Like, man, remember the time you made bird tortillas? Oh. I'm like, doesn't she I look like food? Picture, and yeah. And look at yeah. poor Friday. Friday um, with this big old pe- I told you. It was pizza. good. You're it so was so good. <laughs> I was like, hey, listen, I would have eaten bird tortillas it if it so looked like that. Respect. Good. Yeah. But, you know. Shout out to JRAM, right? Yeah. Pizza is oh, an invitation. Yeah, pizza is um, an invitation. It's a shareable pizza food. Invitation. Thanks. Oh, pizza. man. That's uh, but, so good. But, but Boo denied the invitation. <laughs> she said, Where's my rice and beans? Some days. Bird tortilla. That's the journey. Bird tortilla. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is new your episode. Oh. The burnt tortilla. Burnt tortillas. <laughs> burnt tortillas. <laughs> oh man that's so funny well to pivot a little thanks for sharing those stories by the way i think that's just such such good stuff and things to keep in mind when we're serving others now i wanted to talk a little bit since we're in lent about fasting because i know you know fasting during lent is common fasting you know or abstaining it's even become right like intermittent fasting is like a dietary method or like a way to for people are controlling their health i know others practice you know fasting in other religions so like what what makes our fasting as catholics during lent something distinct right and how can we connect that fasting to like those that are actually hungering um during this season yeah i I mean um i've i've we have an episode i think purely on on fasting uh and feasting i think um and uh so uh some of our listeners may have heard this before folks have heard this from me before i 
there's nothing wrong with fasting from chocolate or fasting from soda or fat, you know, there's been some campaigns that said, don't fast from chocolate this year or don't fast from, you know, do something else, do something better. And, um, and I, I know their intentions. I get their intentions. They're like, you know, uh, the season is about growing with your relationship with your Lord. But like we've talked about in several things this evening, like, or in this, in this episode, like, we don't just have to uh, throw something else out uh, because we want to do something else, right? Like there can be value in fasting in in and of itself. And you can also build up your scripture or or work on a virtue or uh, work on your prayer life. Right. The, the reason the church gives us uh, this opportunity to fast or abstain from things is because it's valuable. It's valuable for us that, that um, um, it's about, and, and, and it's valuable for the body of Christ because why? Because Jesus tells us so. He says to pray and fast, right? And if we unite these sufferings, this denial, this self-denial to the Lord, uh, to his sacrifice, then then he'll use it for good, right? Similarly to what we're talking about, like, okay, whatever generosity we can give, we want to give it to uh, the Lord. And so when we fast, when we deny ourselves of something, it's not saying that that thing is bad or it's not saying that, um, you know, this fasting um, – uh, is going to make some kind of material effect in the world that is good. It's like we don't fast because um, so that, you know, I don't fast from meat during Lent because because of me not eating it, then more people will eat it, right? That's not a, that's not the reason for fasting, right? It's not this sense of like denying myself of something so somebody else can have it. It is this very act of, of sacrifice um, united to the sufferings of Jesus Christ that bears fruit in the world. Why? Because suffering is never wasted. Sacrifice is never wasted. Mm-hmm. And so that's the um, the point of, of, of fasting. Um, obviously, if you're doing fasting for uh, other reasons, then it's not really fasting. You're not offering it to the Lord. And so it robs it of its of its power. It robs of it of its connection to uh, this sacramental uh, life of the church, the grace, the grace that flows, the economy of grace for the church. So. Um, yes, we shouldn't fast to to diet. We shouldn't fast to uh, because it makes us necessarily better people. That that those can be you know self denial can lead to to greater um, uh, virtue. Indeed, those are important things. But the the very act of fasting is an act to uh, just offer to the Lord, to give it to him, this this thing that we think is good. And that's the other thing is don't fast from things that are bad. Like I hate it when people are like, I'm going to fast from cursing. I'm like, you should just stop cursing. <laughs> I mean, why? <laughs> just stop that's cursing. So There's not, cursing isn't good. You know, you're not yeah. self-denying there. Just stop, just stop cursing. Um, so uh, again, if you, if you want to fast from chocolate and this land, um, don't do it because you're dieting. Do it because this is a good thing that you want to sacrifice mm. uh, for uh, others, for the Lord, uh, in a um, connection to to all the sacrificial offerings that w- that we make through Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah, that was a lot of uh, uh, quick Lenten theology there, but there you go. No, Hence, Venus, do you have anything you want to add? 
this is what that looks like, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> now here comes practical tips uh, on how to accept <laughs> the suffering. No, I'm just kidding. It's not really. I, I have three really big ones, though, that like tips in terms of like how to truly make your fasting an offering. The first is do not glamorize your fasting. This mm, is not for biblical. the gram. Like Jesus off the page. Yeah. Right. No, okay, listen, I honor and respect my brothers and sisters who do a social media fast. Don't tell me in advance you're going on a social media fast for Lent. <laughs> don't be on the internet for 40 days. It's fine. And then and don't then just post on Sundays either. Yes, I know there's a there's there's, there's a loophole. But just the loophole. Mean, I think we've talked about Sunday that before. Loophole. The, the Sunday loophole is not a fast. Okay. <laughs> it can be. Okay, I, I I'll push back a little bit on that. It can be again. Like yeah, you each each person has to discern their yeah. own thing, right? But um, some people can't make it. Uh, I understand. That's fair. <laughs> exactly if you if you're yeah, exactly or some people are really really need to celebrate in that way yeah. right if that's their discernment right so but um but i think uh, uh cogent point venus go on that was point, point one. one don't don't one. Uh, don't glamorize it like because that's the hard one like that's always hard for me to watch when it'll be like yo i need to find where shrimp tacos are because i have no meat i'm like but you're still having shrimp tacos so pause for the con you're still technically long story okay that's why i'm saying <laughs> the lobster dinner the, then the lobster st- dinner on a friday <laughs> that's a personal discernment of why i do not give up food anymore for what that's why um because i'm the one who'll mess it up anyway uh the second thing is always check your intentions on fasting father kind of just already alluded to it if you're gonna give up chocolate make sure it's to it's to lead to something permanent changing in your life um whether that's growing in your relationship with the lord whether that is you know okay chocolate's cool the last time i went on a dietary fast was for bread because i realized really quickly how much bread i was eating so i gave it up for lent i lost 60 pounds during this process but then but the greater changes um sandwich eh, can i get some pasta instead or can i get a salad instead and kind of begin to kind of break my personal attachment because i didn't realize how bad it was Mm -hmm. um and again I'm gonna I'm gonna push back real quick on that too, Venus. Uh, just that that notion of that it has to lead to some some change. Again, like fasting doesn't have to lead to a change, a permanent change. Mm-hmm. Fasting is just given to Jesus. You just give it to Jesus and let Him do with it what He wills. Mm-hmm. And so, if mm-hmm. you don't see a change in your own life, you don't see a change in 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 other people's life. You can fast for an intention. Sure. Oh, but you're right. Um, you're right. And you're right. and and mm-hmm. you know uh, you offer that up, but but it doesn't need to be something that is. Uh, a lasting change. You just give it to Jesus. Mm. Similarly to what we were talking about when we we're talking about serving others, you give it to Jesus. And so that, I think that that um, that speaks to that notion of that uh, that I was talking about earlier. That that people look at Lenten practices sometimes as like they have to have a success to them, or they have to have a goal to them, rather than like it's not a goal. The goal is Easter. Yes. And uh, the denial and all that other stuff um, is part of that journey, but but it's given to the Lord. And and it's good that fruit comes from that. That's what we trust, that fruit is going to come from that. But we shouldn't pick it necessarily because yeah. we think there's going to be a lasting change. That's a fair um, point. We right. pick it because this is what God wants me to give up mm. and a sacrifice. And whatever changes come, I accept okay. them. You right. I step back. My bad. Addendum. No, it's a good point. Yeah, addendum. Add the asterisk at the end. Very Catholic. Every Catholic of you. Footnote. Be mindful. Yeah. Footnote. Yeah, exactly. Footnote. footnote number three. Footnote. Appendix B. <laughs> okay, hold on. Not that What's the third one, Venus? The, uh, the third one is accept that fasting sucks. 
yeah, um, definitely, hundred percent on that one. I love that. that. No, no yeah. addendum, no footnote no. on that. Just and but I heard this that like there. So like one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm sorry, Father. I have to say this, and maybe this is just <laughs> bad phrasing. Is when I hear priests that aren't you say, "You need to Ooh, find the joy in suffering." Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There is no joy in suffering. Now, there's a hope and there is a growth, right? But I, when I'm suffering, it sucks, right? And it's supposed to suck because it's supposed to make me look, right, at my relationships and what, at my relationship with God yeah. and making sure, like, as you've spoken, right, what am I struggling yeah. for, right? Like, so, and then on the other side of this coin, this is the mutual side of the coin where I'm kind of going with, you have to accept that it sucks because for some people, Lent doesn't end. So, and I mentioned this in the sense of for many of us with mental illnesses, chronic diseases, actual like physical disabilities, learning disabilities, Lent continues before and after for us. We are still going to have to learn how to work with whatever we are struggling with. Right. So bearing that cross, right. Keeping that, bearing that cross in mind. So why I say so it's always fun for me to hear that and I go don't say anything just trust Jesus he the intention's right right I get the intention you're trying to say to me look for the hope look for make sure you're understanding what you're suffering for but then for some of us who we suffer before and after Lent that hurts a little bit not intentionally Mm -hmm. but it's that sense of making sure that we understand for those who don't have any kind of situations like that Lent is not just the time to 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 just suffer for the gram as i keep saying i keep saying for the gram but i know it's kind of one of those things like our society kind of turns lent into this like big thing it's come to the point where i see christian denominations taking on lent i go hold that thought yeah or even like (laughs) non-christian at all that just they just do lent they do a 40-day thing and i'm not against the intentions it's more like but hold that thought you need to understand why we have 40 days right there's the scriptural texts and all the theology blah 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 but that's another episode yeah yeah i mean you're you're right uh, venus in, in in saying that we shouldn't uh glorify suffering in a way that is um meant to say or show that okay this suffering is what we're meant for yes right we're, we're not meant for suffering um the the notion of joy in suffering though i think is is it has a greater context to it and and you're right that that the hope is is fundamental there um, looking towards Easter, right? When we talk about Lent, or we're in the middle of Lent, right? We should be looking towards Easter. We should be craving Easter. It's that hope. And this is where I'm going to challenge because I have a workshop called uh, Finding the Joy in Suffering. Um, <laughs> you personally attacked him. You, I, 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 personally, not you. No, I know it's not you. I didn't know. I know it's no, not no. you. <laughs> no, but, but I do. I, I do. I mean, I, I, we have to be sensitive how we, how we say that and present that. Mm-hmm. But the concept of joy and suffering is comes from Jesus himself, right? It, it, it is. We can be joyful even though we suffer. Um, it's it's the beatitudes, yes. right? The beatitudes, or we can still find that we we still have uh, joy in the midst of any kind of challenge or suffering. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and that's John Paul's, um, you know, salve salve to Dolores, right? In his letter, he reminds us that that um, uh, let me just um, I don't want to misquote him, um, <laughs> uh, but th- this notion that 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 um, that suffering isn't uh, the end of the story, or right? again the hope meaning to it, but that. Um, that we can be joyful. I mean, that's what the saints uh, do, right? They, um, uh, St. Paul will say, I rejoice in my sufferings, mm-hmm. right? It, because we know that sufferings aren't um, just purely 
themselves, right? Sufferings aren't uh, an end, but sufferings are a means to something uh, greater. They're a pathway. That's why Jesus has his wounds at Easter still, mm-hmm. right? Because the suffering, he redeems even suffering. And so... Um, uh, what does John Paul say about uh, suffering in Salvifici Dolores? He says, uh, it is when the salvific meaning of suffering descends to man's level and becomes the individual's personal response that man finds in his suffering interior peace and even spiritual joy. Mm. And and that's, I think, when when, when mm-hmm. priests, and maybe we, we, we don't do a great job on presenting that, but that is the notion of, of you know, St. Therese back here, that's a notion of joy and suffering mm-hmm. um, that, Jesus's sacrifice on the cross and ultimately his um, his resurrection transforms even the meaning of suffering. And so it's not that that we are called to just enjoy suffering, but it's that in the middle of our suffering, we can be joyful. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think, too, like when you hear the word joy Mm -hmm. in suffering, right, I think a lot of the times like the word that comes to mind or the feeling that comes to mind, it's one, it's the feeling. It's more of like happy. So you're like picturing like joy and stuff. Like, am I supposed to be up here clapping? If you're here, if you're someone's just saying that, you know, you're like, Jesus was not up on the cross. No, he's not happy about that. And so I think, and that speaks right to the, to the Catholic meaning of, of joy, right. Of what joy truly means, right. It's not just, yeah. And it's not just like the, the level of feelings and you know, what that, Oh, you know, it's, it's not that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think sometimes when we hear, you know, sometimes those terms are used interchangeably, which they're not, or they shouldn't be right. Because joy is something deeper. It's, it's at the center of the self. It's like who you are is your Mm -hmm. spirit. It's your heart. It's your relationship with God. It's not just like, Oh, yay, I'm suffering. Right. But I'm okay. Cause I'm joyful and suffering. Right. Like that's not what it is, but it could feel that way. Like if that's yeah. not where your soul, your, where your disposition is at the moment and someone's telling you like, you need to clap it up for Jesus because we're suffering. Like, hold no, up. Right. Cause like, that's not what I'm trying to do right now. Or right. You're telling I'm me to seek solace. Right. And the person of God and understanding where I fall in in his heart and how this suffering applies to my life and my union with him. That's a whole different thing. Right. So I think Mm -hmm. I think. uh, Right. Like the words matter. And I think that's an instance of like in how how people understand words matter Mm -hmm. because they might take it that way. And and, and that's kind of the angle I'm going with it. So so thank you for clarifying. I appreciate y'all for that because it's one of those moments in the journey where for me, it's like, hold on. I can't, I can't joy and suffer myself out of my ADHD and depression (laughs) as much as I would like to. I want to, I want a positive vibes in a way. That's not how it's going to happen. But at the same time, I know that that part of my suffering in that journey is for that greater whole. And I think maybe you're right. Maybe it is just a phrasing conversation we need to have. And, you know, we talked about this earlier. We have communication issues. We have to work on (laughs) as a greater whole in the grand scheme of it all. (laughs) Like in that sense of, you know, there, we are, we are suffering for something, but I also think that sometimes because again, because, because our society loves to glamorize fasting, we forget that it's supposed to suck too, right? Like, so we try to like happy, positive vibes while I'm suffering so that I don't accept that, no, this is supposed to really suck. Like, it's okay if it does. And and some of the reason, like, I think, and this is the vibe I'm getting from a lot of my close friends and young adult Catholics is we don't even want to try to fast this year. We just going to live because life is going to just, because COVID phase four (laughs) is just bringing us a a level of, Oh, is that where we're at? I didn't know. I might join that bandwagon. I'm just kidding. 
How do you feel? How do you feel about that, Father Raj? You know, Although I will say, I, I mean, that's that's a bold move. Bold move. Well, and, I, and I understand. I mean, Jesus right? says, pray and fast, and so. Hold on, I'm the first person to say, hold on, hold on, wait. Let Let's talk about praying and getting <laughs> too. You heard it like, first. Like, hold on, wait. Oh yeah, no, but but I think the the notion is that that those things are inseparable, yes. right? Like, oh. that we are called to do all of them, right? We're called to pray fast and 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 be generous and give to the poor, right? That uh, that that and now if you want to accept certain things that are going on with the situation as you're fasting all right be intentional about that but but i think that it's dangerous to say that ah we're just not going to fast <laughs> right. I, I think that is a a dangerous disposition and i think i think uh i think the evil one wins Ooh, when you say that. yeah uh, so and again this is their fact so I, I, I but i also love yeah. the sense of she's like, like i'm just it. telling you what i've heard and i'm not saying it's a bad yeah. I, I i totally get the human way of saying like oh we're just going through this already we're, we're in lens or we're, we've been in Lent, and um, and, and so oh, we don't man. we don't we don't need to fast i can see the humanness in saying that but um you know, if the Lord tells us we should fast, I think we should. Man, you know, um, similar I, to that. Now I feel bad because I don't. I don't think I've shared this before with you, Father Raj. But like when yeah, I was I think, yes. when I was pregnant with the kids, I decided I didn't have to do Lent because, like, bro, I'm growing children. I probably yeah, should have yeah, yeah. found another way to do Lent. Well, or be intentional about like. No, your, I said. I said I'm growing a baby. <laughs> I'm not lying. I didn't do Lent for like four <laughs> years. I was like. I, I saw the exception. I said, yeah. this was my moment. I'm mm-hmm. pregnant. And then after that, I was breastfeeding. Then I was pregnant. About four years, I skipped Lent. And I didn't even try. I said, I'm growing humans. I'm feeding humans. <laughs> there is no prayer, no prayer fasting, no alms. Now I feel like i got to go to confession for this. I'm having a retrospective uh, moment that I probably could have approached that better. I'm sorry. In that. Opened I literally said, I'm not doing Lent. I'm... He's like, what? Oh, no. We'll talk offline. We might have to meet no, up. No, no. I think again, that's that's human, and 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 the church has her exceptions for yes. for the reason in terms of the fasting and the, and, and the abstinence. I know, but I could have uh, done so you, something. I don't think you, but you couldn't have. You could have done something else. Here's but... the thing: when you're breastfeeding and pregnant, there are certain things you do have to give up anyway, right? Well, see, that's, that's literally what I was thinking when <laughs> she was talking about like an unending Lent. I'm like, yeah, guess what? I was pregnant during Lent, and when Lent was over, it, I was still pregnant. <laughs> So, who, what's with, so why what's is the trade off here? I know. <laughs> See, now I feel bad, though. Yeah. I'm going to make it up. We won't work on this. You know, in retrospect, maybe the Lord was calling you to just um, <laughs> sacrifice your complaints during that time. Maybe that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't do that either, but okay. <laughs> Let me just go over here. I feel here. like I need a reading. I just felt bad because when she was saying that they didn't, like, they were like, we've been through too much. We're not doing fasting. And I was like, that's exactly what I did. That's like, you know, in a I mean, similar They situation. said they weren't doing fasting. You said you weren't going to do all three. Yeah, I was like, hold on. I thought, wait. I, I grew I was growing the whole human. You gave up praying? Well, not, not I, I didn't do anything extra. <laughs> Praying, I was sleep deprived. Okay. That's the 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 prayers no, of a sleep deprived mother count times one million over so everyone else. You're right, first here. Different kind of lens. Fair enough. Can we just say that it was a different kind of lens? It was a yeah, yeah. That it was a non traditional lens. Non traditional. Thank you. You saved that. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna try. I feel really bad about this. I don't. Have, did I never tell you that? spiritual director. <laughs> I know. Um, I never told you that. Myself. I feel like I told you. No, I don't remember. No, I, I legit. Think you might have. That's literally the the disposition I had going into it too. 
And I think that's also just a mutual disposition across the whole board right now, too. It's like, it's not that I would say, like, I can see how people feel. Yeah, I can see how people felt that. That's how I I felt. Yeah, yeah. It's just more like, so we just got to see where it's coming from. Make it work for you, right? Like, just be intentional. Discern discern what the Lord is. Yeah, be intentional and discern what the Lord is calling you to do in this moment. But don't come with an attitude. Just like, ah, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. No, and, that, and that's my thing too. When the, you're laughing because you could totally that. see me actually saying that. That's why you're laughing. You know that's exactly what I did for four years. Four years in a row. I t- you know, you I'm, the, I'm the meme with the papers that. flying on Friday. Oh, it's Friday. That was me. Nope. Ah, it's Len. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Not this year, y'all. This year, I'm going to make oh, a no. Lenten comeback. You literally, you literally were like, Fasting, prayer, almsgiving, alleluia. Papers in the air. <laughs> alleluia. No. Not today. Or Not tomorrow, today. the next 40 no. days. Alleluia. <laughs> oh, oh, this has been great. We are off the rails. I yeah. know. Thanks for sharing all the. This has been a really good discussion. I'm like excited for let now. Yeah. Excited for let now. Thank you for Easter, Lord. Ooh. Thank you for Easter because that Ooh, yeah. 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 we're looking days forward to it. Of like, woo. But then, yeah, side. Does anyone ever get exhausted around day five? <laughs> That's the hump, right? Of Easter or Lent? <laughs> All of, of the or Lent. Like I have this problem with Christmas too. I'll be like, cool, day five of Christmas. I'm tired. <laughs> okay, Mark, this is me. Is it just me? I Granted, you're, you're a priest. <laughs> you're a priest, Father Raj. I feel like you're I mean, probably real tired too. I mean, I was tired day one. I was tired day one. You were tired day one. Day zero. I was tired midnight, physically. Midnight mass. Spiritually, I wanted to keep celebrating. Maybe it's just me. Oh. And maybe that's also some of our journey, too, is like sometimes when you suffer for Indeed. so long, you realize, oh, we're at the good part now. We're at the, the, the joy part. Hey, oh, we were. I thought it was just gonna be one day. Hold on, again, during <laughs> becoming a Catholic, when you find out that Christmas is 12 days, not just one. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that can get tiring, a little tiring in the beginning. There, yeah, I can see that five days, and then we're like, I'll meet you for coffee. Can I just meet you for coffee? Merry Christmas. Can I meet you for coffee? <laughs> I think that's how this whole podcast started. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I know. Wait, what? Um. How long is Easter? 50 days, right? 50 days, yeah. Uh, yeah, 50 days. 40 days to, uh, 40 days to Ascension Thursday. Um, uh, so the Lord was with us for 40 days, and then 50 days after uh, his resurrection, we celebrate Pentecost. That's exciting. So. That's actually my favorite. We have 40 days to get go through it, and then we have 50 days to... Uh recover celebrate. and celebrate recover from right. our 40 right. days right <laughs> well thanks for sharing all that this has been great now i know usually we have a taste test but because it's lent and we are trying to find joy in our suffering we as in father raj um <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> And unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately Venus, Venus. gets invited to do this also. Yeah. And me. Um, we are not doing a taste test this episode. Father Raj, no. do you want to we're explain what we're doing? Yeah. Please explain. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna fast from this face this face test, this taste <laughs> test. Um sorry Venus. First time on the show, you don't get a taste test, but we promise we'll make it up we're to gonna you. bring you back. We'll do a taste test. Maybe we're gonna be doing um, we have some announcements about some of the things we'll be doing. Maybe we'll invite you. Sure. To some of that but um 
for this particular episode, we're not going to do a taste test. We're going to uh, fast in a spiritual way, offering that up. But mm-hmm. also we're going to take in a practical way uh, the funds that we would normally do uh, use to um, do uh, to purchase the food for our taste test. We're going to just donate that um, as almsgiving uh, for Lent. And so um, we encourage you all, all of our listeners, to do yeah. that and also find a, a place to, to, to do some almsgiving uh either your local communities um um, in their uh food banks or or uh other ways that they're serving donate to them Uh, we really encourage you to do that uh in that regard um uh venus uh do you have a a plug on um where where folks might be able to donate do i have a plug no i'm just kidding i was gonna tell you like get all like super like like mc voice oh she i was Uh, gonna say she got she got all like radio hosts on us for a sec Let me tell you all about donating to St. Vincent de Paul. So the St. Vincent de Paul Society is a Catholic lay organization founded um, not inspired by the works of the priest St. Vincent de Paul, but was founded by a 20-year-old college student in 1803, I think, in the 1800s. Um, It is since then taken all over the world. We are literally in every country in all over the world. So wherever you are leading like listening to this podcast guess what there's probably a saint vincent de paul nearby and if you're in france they're everywhere <laughs> because that's where saint vincent de paul was the society was founded and where saint vincent de paul led his ministry so hey win-win right it's the journey um now what does saint vincent de paul do obviously saint vincent de paul supports in terms of food and hunger whether that be through meal drives whether that be through supporting local food banks whether through time and like you know helping with food drives and that sort of thing um many times we go to homes we're kind of obviously social distant because COVID is a thing, and but we still make sure that even doesn't matter in wherever you are in the season of the journey, we go make sure if you need food, we got you. But we also take care of addendum items such as we can support and if if funds allow, we have support with rents, utilities, um, clothing, furniture. Here in West Sacramento, we have a huge furniture ministry supporting our brothers and sisters who are in transitional housing. Um, we also support with housing. <laughs> we um, right now have partnered with um, the city of Sacramento and the city of West Sacramento to support with transitional housing needs for our brothers and sisters um, who, again, are living on the streets and maybe they want to get out or they have been able to be blessed by, you know, to find housing. And we help them, you know, take some, like Father was mentioning earlier, find those cribs, find those furnitures, those things to take that ease off of them. Um, we do it a million different ways. Um, we, of course, have a thrift store on Watt, which we love, and we love shopping there, and you should shop there too. Um, but if you can't do that and you want to give, please give at your local parishes. Um, everything starts for us at the ground level. So we start right at home in our home parishes. Um, that's how I started in St. Vincent de Paul, is I went to church and they were having a ministry drive, just like every other parish does in our journey. And they were like, yo, come, just come, come and see, right? And I invite all of you, regardless of whether you give during Lent or you fast from your, or you're fasting in some form of capacity. Um, I've had friends who, when they couldn't figure out what to do, I said, whatever food you give up, donate whatever that food is to a St. Vincent de Paul. So if you're giving up meat, guess what? Donate gift cards to St. Vincent de Paul for meat, because actually that is the number one request we get is dairy and meat requests. And because it's perishable, we can't keep it on shelves. So 
we then at that point are able to give a gift card to say hey you can go get that um all of the money you give goes back to supporting the poor in our ministries um so don't be shy about it and if you're a type of person you want to actually physically do hey guess what we still need help <laughs> we always need help in getting people owing and wonderful you know same as default like it changed my life guys like I was about ready to leave the church and uh, because there was just, I felt like there was nothing here for me. And St. Vincent de Paul gave me that opportunity. So I encourage you Catholics who are looking for like at least an idea on where to start in ministry, consider St. Vincent de Paul to start, you know, maybe he'll move you to another spot in the journey because he has for me, but you know, the, the Christ-like principles you get from St. Vincent de Paul is huge huge if you want and and then you see what your neighborhood looks like and i think sometimes you know my biggest thing about poverty and food and food insecurity is it's a very much a not in my backyard issue and this is for me my and this is how i personally became a food hunger advocate for me because it was like that's literally your neighbor it is not a not in my backyard issue this is a literally it's your backyard neighbor on the other side of your backyard struggle with food insecurity mm. tell me you're not going to help them hold that thought hold that thought right and again this is an open challenge an invitation not an open challenge an invitation to invite yourself to look at it not in a closed headspace but in an open headspace i'm also a huge proponent of food banks you know catholic services <laughs> crs life get your rice bowls don't knock them rice bowls <laughs> <laughs> This is a thing in CFF life, but listen, in CFF life, parents, you know it's coming. Guess what? It's the bowl coming. Put that money in the bowl. Don't be afraid. Because nine out of ten times, it'll either if it doesn't go to Catholic Relief Services or Catholic food banks, it comes right on that back to St. Vincent de Paul too. So there's many ways you can give. Don't be afraid to give. Just do it. <laughs> Just start. Just start. Awesome. Awesome. So a, a spiritual challenge, um, but to be clear, not a Instagram or TikTok challenge. No, please don't do that. Um, please don't. Not for the gram. <laughs> not if for we've the learned gram. anything not today. In Easter, gram, Easter, yes, but not during that. <laughs> <laughs> not when you're on your social media page. I'm okay with the during Easter. And the reason be, I'll tell you a little secret. We are a society that is very sure. old. Um, I'm the youngest and I'm uh, 35. Oh. So you can do the math on how old I am. Old in age. Old in age. Old in like longevity, but also in membership age. And in technology too. So in, you know, that's why I'm saying, hold on, don't do the gram during Lent. But if you're, if you know, you've been invited to do the gram in Easter, go for it. Please do. Because we need to, we need to show. Yeah. Promote, promote, save it to yes. Nepal and show, show folks. Uh, there we go. Show folks uh, the beauty of that ministry. Now I've, I've, um, just a, I mentioned earlier, I have a, a fondness, a, a, a love for the work that um, St. Vincent Paul does. Uh, it's it's affected me in a lot of different ways. So yeah, I, and my support also for St. Vincent Paul. Um, if you folks can get out there and, and serve, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, miss you too. Oh, and plug for CRS. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I think it's one third of um, funds that are raised from CRS are actually kicked back to the local community, so it doesn't all go abroad. I know, so it's a that's the beauty of the Catholic both and. So whatever you put in that rice bowl, it actually does also feed into your local community. And like Vina said, actually, sometimes it's issued in a grant to St. Vincent Paul. Exactly. We've yep. built whole pantries from CRS money. So amen. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Give to the bowls. Give your bowls. <laughs> nice. Do we have a game? I think we do. We do <gasps> have a game. Uh, so Venus, you didn't get it. Uh, get uh, 
um, enjoy the taste test, but you get to participate Yay. in the game oh, uh, with CC. You get to compete <gasps> against, these, oh, uh, against CC for this. So my idea is, uh, is, is you guys will compete, and um, and who whoever wins, uh, I will make a donation uh, to whatever charity you want me to make. In, in uh, oh, you know, it's like those things where they have celebrity yeah. celebrity events when yeah, you, know, you get to pick a charity. To for. Um, this is an addition to the the donation we're already going to make for the almsgiving. Amen. Um, for the taste test, but in addition, oh, I, like I will, I, I will, I will make a donation to a charity uh, for the winner. Okay. And so, um, let me see. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I don't. We don't have a title for this game. It's basically, uh, I will give you a Bible passage uh, that has to do with with being generous or giving to the poor or or uh, some things like that. Uh, those who are hungry, uh, and you have to fill in the blank. <gasps> Okay. It's like and you guys will take that, turns. I've seen this on a like um who's that guy? J- Jimmy Fallon does this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like on that jams, <laughs> Yeah, jams, when he's singing uh, and you have to sing the lines. Yeah. Oh yeah, watch that. Um, yeah, sing on the blanks. I totally like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, All here right. we go. All right. Who wants who wants to go first? I'll start easy. These ones that I think you guys would Do we just take turns or uh, how does it work? Yeah, we'll just take turns. Who wants okay. to go first? CC or Venus? Our guests. Venus? Our guests will go first. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Uh, so um, I th- we'll start easy. Um, this is from Matthew 19. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jesus said to him, if you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have blank. And you will have eternal life? I'm not... Good guess. Do we want to give steals? Do we want to award steals? I don't mind. That's incorrect. Oh, that's what. That's incorrect. But Cece, do you want to steal? That's what I was gonna guess. Turn on. It's a good one. And you will have. To be fair, uh, the, uh, so that, are we getting the context the, at least? That is what the that is what the rich young man asked. What good must I do to gain what? eternal life? Yeah. So technically, you guys. Are yeah, right, I knew it. I'm right but, in context. Uh, but the Lord. And you will have your reward. Right your reward. The reward. Have, Treasure oh, in heaven. Uh, no, yeah. Okay, well, at least heaven. I know okay, what the okay. theme meant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was literally yeah, the podcast with that. They knew what we were, where we were going. Okay. At least. We knew what yeah. the reward was. Okay. All right. So, is our Catholic uh, showing right now? Track, is our Catholic showing? <laughs> yeah, Venus has an advantage. She's a convert. <laughs> I don't mean that apparently I didn't got her. Okay. Um, in the same Bible passage. Oh, and for anyone keeping track, we're I'm using uh, the NAB translation. Oh, okay, okay. A revised I was gonna, edition. I was gonna. So ask I know that. people are gonna be like, it says eternal life in the <laughs> word translation. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't. I can only go with the NAB. It's what we're using for church of Bootex. Yes. Um, same um, Bible passage, Matthew um, uh, 19. When the young man heard this statement, he went away sad, for he had blank. Lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff. Oh, judges. This is the this is the living, the living word translation. <laughs> Many possessions. We'll count it. Many possessions, lots of stuff. This is a CC translation. It's it's proclaimed one way, and I hear it a different way. (laughs) Are you uh, translating from Spanish? Yeah, muchas cosas. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm, I'm sure that's actually my translation. (laughs) Is that the ghetto church version? The ghetto church version. I got lots. It is. He had lots of stuff. He had all the stuff. Yeah, that's that's the 7 version. Um, (laughs) 
Okay, Venus, for this one, <gasps> I, I will take any of the next uh, kind of three because uh, so you don't have to have it in order is basically what right. I'm saying. So one of the the next three statements. But so the first statement for uh, is for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. Blank. When I was naked, you clothed me. Well, and you gave me no clothes. Yeah, I was yeah. the negative one. And so, <laughs> so perfect. There you go. That's one. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, we're going to get into some, maybe some tougher ones now. Watch me get oh, no. these. So, um, <laughs> I know, right? Because we did so yeah. great on the first one. Who knows? God's great. Well, okay. This one should still be easy. This one should still be easy. Okay. Uh, CC. Oh, uh, oh, no. It should be the same level because CC is the second person. Okay. Um, he has sent me to bring blank to uh, the afflicted and to bind up the brokenhearted. What has he sent me to bring? Comfort. Good I, news. Oh, I didn't give Venus a chance to. I, I was going to say glad tidings to the poor. That's what I was going to say. Realized... Well, that's what I was going to say. Glad tidings to the poor. <laughs> I realized, like... realized. Oh, wait. No, this ain't the Christmas passage. No, wrong one. <laughs> For the year. All right. All right. We're now into round three. Oh, uh, so uh, three more of these. Good news. Okay. The afflicted? Um, no. I thought it was right. comfort what? to the yeah. afflicted, too. Mm, okay. Never mind. Nope, not by father. Comfort to all who mourn. Uh, got it. That sounds right. Um, I'm sure he said that too. The attitude, right. that's for sure. <laughs> My Catholic right. is this showing is from, real uh, bad right now. All right. It's okay. At least you guys are on the board. No, nobody has nothing. That's so. true. We're getting right. the sentiment. Chapter 19 of Proverbs. Um, Proverbs? This is a little. I guess you want to skip Proverbs. Proverbs are hard. No, 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 no. no, no. no. We should We're probably here. know. We should know okay, the Proverbs. We'll do one Proverbs for each of you. One okay. Proverbs for each. All right. We all rolled our eyes like proverbs. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, okay, Venus. Here you go. Um, better to be blank and walk in integrity than rich and crooked in one's ways. Context. Better to be blank and walk in integrity than rich and crooked in one's ways. Okay, this might be a translation because from what I know about it, that's usually, it's better to be impoverished or to be po to have poverty than to than the other way around. Or be poor. We'll Traditionally, it. it's poor. It's better to be yeah, poor. But, yeah, better to be poor. You got it. Be poor. Yeah. There we go. See, we better know Proverbs. We know our Proverbs. All that's right. She knows her Proverbs. She knows her Proverbs. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the just care for the cause of the poor, the blank do not understand such care. The wicked, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I love that word. It's my favorite, villainous, it's my favorite villainous word in the Bible. It just sounds so cool. Nice, strike ye wicked men. Nice, okay. <laughs> All right, Proverbs. round four. We aced Proverbs, um, Venus. I thought. You guys got Proverbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going back to the Gospels. So Luke, so Venus, uh, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life and what you will blank. Say it one more time. May I get a repeat? Sorry. <laughs> therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life and what you will blank. And what you shall eat. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Because in the next verse is because I will prov something about God's provision and good stuff. Because I something wow. about God providing afterwards. Ooh. <laughs> about God providing okay. afterwards because he's cool like that. Yeah, okay, exactly. I'm um, nervous. So 
I was going to go with that same passage, but uh, Venus ruined oh, it for shoot, you. Sorry. So I'm going to go over You're welcome, <laughs> it. Thanks. It was going to be the same. It was the very next line, and it was going to give you It's the same sentiment. Oh, wow. Uh, she knows Life it. is more than food and the body more than clothing. Oh, so that would be the line. Okay. So I'm going to. We're gonna pop over to the, over to Corinthians. To who? Um, just Corinthians. Uh, <laughs> I can Corinthians, Saint Paul. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, here you go, CC. Round four. Your question. For you know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that for your sake he became poor, although he was rich, so that by his blank you might become rich. Context that's pretty easy. I should have made that more difficult, but so that by his blank you might become rich. By his wounds? Why am I getting... I have a song in my head. By his um, death. <laughs> by his um, suffering. <laughs> by... Okay. Uh, he can't stand The producers me. are telling me uh, <laughs> I can't award any points to you on that one. Venus, do you want to um, steal? It is for by his life, right? That we are in... It's for by his life, right? That we get that, right? Uh, all great guesses his death his life um but it was really it, just in context it would have been uh, i think you could have gotten it. it was a lot easier than that so that by his poverty you might become rich <laughs> just but if he took a spare to poverty okay no i'm not gonna fight you about that no this is in k-cup where we're all gonna start yelling. i had this song i had the song i had the by his wounds we are healed song in my head that yeah yeah also by his wounds <laughs> that's actually old okay movie. sorry all right. Okay. I think All right. Venus is winning um, at this point. Uh, she's ahead three to two. So if she gets this next <gasps> one, um, it's no not pressure. a. No. All right. So this is from uh, Matthew uh, five. All right, Matthew five uh, for Venus. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not blank on one who wants to borrow. Do not question. Right. That's a good guess. I wonder if there's a translation that does that. But uh, CC, do you have a guess? Can you read the question again? Give to the one who asks of you and do not blank on one who wants to borrow. Do not skimp. <laughs> good guesses. Uh, question is good. I, I, I may have to revisit that so and bad. award you a point later, Venus, but uh, it's uh, do not turn your back. Oh, on one who That's wants too to much. Borrow. That's three words. <laughs> I'm just ain't wrong, but... I'm gonna fight you. I ain't gonna fight you. That's fair. That's okay. fair. You see, Acts of the Apostles. Oh, this is the okay, okay. game. This is the oh gosh. Game. In every way, I've shown you that by hard work of that sort, we must help the weak. And keep in mind the words of the Lord Jesus, who Himself said, "It is more blessed to blank than to blank." I'll, I'll help you out there. Really? Are you serious? Dang it. To blank than to blank. blank. That's... Why do I have two? That like that's not fair. A phrase. She just had three. She just had three words. I just yeah, but it was the... one phrase. You said blank, but it's a blank. That's like this two is one phrase. Thoughts. I gave you two words in the, the part of the phrase. Okay, say it again. Say it again. This is why I don't play the game. Keep in mind is... the words of the Lord Jesus, who Himself said, "It is more blessed to blank than to blank." It is more blessed to. I think Venus knows it. Do you know it, Venus? I might. It is. It is more blessed. Jesus never said that. What? No. <laughs> I think he does say it. Uh, there's a, a notation well, here. Well, I guess uh, they were there, so they would know. But I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping so, Lord. Lord, I'm hoping, I have questions. When I get it is better to. 
Do you want me to read it is, the, the, it is the better. It, I got it. It is better for a rich man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, it's easier. That's easier, not better. It easier. Okay. Blessed or blessed to blank than to blank. It is more blessed to starve. You're going to be so mad when you... When you... It is better to die than to live. No. 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 (laughs) It is is better to... It is better to... It is better to... To... To give than to receive. She got it. You took like a hundred guesses. I was like, oh, right. Lord, please, please. I'm going to donate to both these charities. <laughs> oh my gosh, that, that was so hard. Better what to did give I say at first? You said I can't. I didn't even give to be rich than go through a camel's eye. I was thinking the needle in the IT for a second, and then I thought about that. I was like, no, I'm overthinking needle's eye. I was like, oh yeah, no, better. Blessed to give. Blessed, it's not even better, it's blessed. It's blessed. It's technically blessed. To give, then to receive. Okay, what are your two charities? I'm gonna I'll make a donation to each of your charities. Uh, it's gonna be the same Vincent Paul. You may give it to okay, your awesome. local home parish, because I think you have a parish in your home parish. I think you have a parish in your home. Uh uh I have a, there's a council in um in Reading. I'll give it to the Reading one. Oh, very good. You can give mine to the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. Awesome. Yeah, so far, awesome. I mean, um, fried Dimas can make some more pizza. Hey, no, you should put that in the notes too. Yes. Put it in the notes. Like, only for pizza. Only for bird tortillas. Exactly. There you go. Restri- restricted funds. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for playing the game. Oh my gosh, um, that was fun. Thank you for I need to brush up on my cat on my uh, my um. <laughs> My, what is it? The Bible? Oh my God! Yes. Hey, I encourage Bible in the year for all of you who are like oh us, gosh. who are really bad at yeah, reading. Yeah, I need to hop on that. They just launched it in Spanish, so I think I'm gonna do that. Hey, oh my gosh! Right on. That's cool. Oh exactly. man! Thanks so much, Venus, for joining us. It was so nice to see you. Thank you, guys. God bless virtually, you guys. but to see you. And, oh, we'll but, um, bring her back for a taste We'll bring test. her back. Uh, and then, and Venus, you got anything uh, going on that you want to promote? I mean, we mentioned your uh, Harry Potter episode that I, I guess I, sh- I should listen to. And, and then uh, and actually, I did listen to it. It was an encouragement for me to start uh, the Harry Potter book. So Just further start. encouragement. Just, Just start. start. Just start. So, um, but anything else you want to promote, Venus? I do, actually. So it's fun that we're talking about this. So at the same, go figure. So funny sidebar before I tell you guys this plug. Um what three years ago when y'all started famine fed we started i started a podcast called the nerdy epistles at that time sister lynn solano and i agreed well let's make a wish list of things we want to do uh obviously having you guys on it because we talk about you guys all the darn time but then on top of that one of the things we wanted to do was take part in the taste test so i'm like bum maybe next time um but what we do <laughs> over at the nerdy epistles is did you enjoy this chat 
Now come on over and join us with some nerdy versions of chats like this, where we talk all about fasting with a nerdy lens. So I always say it's nerdy conversations by nerdy Catholics, and we have a whole Marvel oh, series, or as we call it now, the USCC Marvel, um, <laughs> because the the joke of the Church of Marvel has gone in circles, and now even we're like, yeah, it's like and it's it, hilarious. Well, twenty twenty one we got spoiled. That's why, because like we literally had something almost every week for a whole year in twenty twenty one. So that's why we were like, so this is the church for marvel now okay this is our journey here we go <laughs> um but we'll talk about other i, I want to know how i could become uh how i can engage in the in, in the, the uscc thing. marvel i had a marvel yeah. ministry at, at, at the newman uh center in sacramento yeah that so, was a thing uh, that was a real thing a legit thing and <laughs> I, I all the members it. of the marvel ministry and, and all marvel ministry we, they had hats we still and keep it going on we still keep it going on actually so let right. me know how i i'd love to uh, come on sometime or yes. cc and i we could come on talk about nerdy <laughs> foods or something that's but, also yeah. that was exactly what we were thinking doing some fun collab one day but you can find sure. us at nerdy sure. epistles on all your uh podcasts except apple hopefully by the time this episode airs and led it'll be there <laughs> but if not you can still find us everywhere else and you know just and i think that's pretty much it and then hey have a good lent yeah i know that i just said you know mm. enjoy the suffering but know that you know you're suffering for a good reason so just embrace it and go with it and God will be with y'all. And it's okay if it sucks. Yes, it's totally okay if it sucks. Let it suck. Let it be that. It's okay. And know that you are, you are in communion with a whole bunch of Catholics around the world who also agree it sucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> I Am love I it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to close off the night. So come to the table. And stay fed, fam. Amen. Famine Fed is a production of Urban Picks, all things to all. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpicks.com slash famonefed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at famonefed at urbanpicks.com or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. I was going to say, and don't eat, fam. <laughs> I mean, keep eating. I think I, no, no, like, fast. Yeah, no, like, fast. I mean, don't fast stop hard. eating <laughs> altogether. Okay, you're right, you're right. And this is where the episode will end. <laughs> um, I guess, eat. should I, should I tell, <laughs> please, please, uh, please consult yes. your doctors, um, <laughs> your healthcare professionals. We are not <laughs> a, put that at the beginning of the healthcare <laughs> This is not medical advice. This is not medical advice. Oh, goodness. Sorry, I'm sorry.